But he says that this wife imposter monster, so the one in the purple with the lips, looks like if Slimer and Tammy Faye Baker had a child. <laughs> I can yeah. see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. Beat you and this goddamn house. Listen to them, children of the night. I'm Candy the Final Girl. Ding dong, you're dead. And I'm Sean of the Dead. I can't hide the fact that I'm a male prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the house that screams. Tonight we are talking about the 1986 cult classic House. We have Erica Wright. My sister was an only child and you abused her. I can never forgive you for that. <laughs> we have Crystal. I can tell when a man wants to work. I can also tell when a man wants to play. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Dave Gurman. You're pissing me off, Roger. (laughs) We have Nico Nice. No offense, Roger, but your aunt, she's Looney Tunes. (laughs) Article. And we have returning family member, uh, Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Yeah, came back from the grave and ran out of ammunition. (laughs) (laughs) and daniel is gonna start us off tonight uh well my experience this movie is um i think a lot of people had this i saw it i believe in the sci-fi channel or on amc probably late at night when i was a teenager and um there's just something about this movie it is so goofy but it's got a certain charm to it and, and of course, the presence of Richard Mall, Bull from Night Court, and uh, Two Face from Batman the Emmett series. How can you beat him? And in my opinion, he's criminally underrated in this movie. He actually does well as the villain. But um, this is one of those movies that just you can watch it and see this plethora of 80s actors you forgot all about. Most notably, Norm! From yeah. yeah. <laughs> but old George and, went. And particularly, like, so many of the monster costumes, they're so hokey looking. They're so fake and stupid, but yet you can't help but love it. (laughs) And especially the fact that I think they all knew what kind of movie they were in. No one was taking it particularly serious. (laughs) And um, particularly the scene where the main character, Roger, he's uh, set up a booby trap for the ghost in the closet. And he's going through this whole routine of how he's going to try and get a picture of it and jumps out onto the curb and sliding on his knees, arms in the air. And Yeah, I imagine he made them do that a lot of times. <laughs> but um, more than anything, for me, with this whole franchise is the fact that I believe it was never meant to be a franchise. 
the, the original movie was just successful enough that I think the studio, every time they had some obscure script, kind of said, you know what, let's just make this a house movie to try, <laughs> to, get, to, try to get a few more rentals. And as a result, it bloomed into something no one could have envisioned. And I think in a way, it might be a little bit of a shame that I believe the second movie is a little more known than this one. Probably because it got more airtime on TV, I think. Yep. Not just because it's the one that launched it, but because there were some themes they went back to throughout these films that, you know, probably during the script writing phase when they realized, oh, we're making a house movie now. <laughs> but um, going back to the main point, like Richard Mall, he's the main event of this movie to be. Like he, he chews every scene he's in. And you could see shades of him actually being a pretty menacing villain actor in this well before he became Two-Face or any other character. I think this is before he was even Bull on Night Court, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. it up, yeah, yeah. Night Court right after this. But pr particularly some of the scenes where Big Ben is either threatening Roger or during the flashbacks when he's yelling at him, the way that Richard Mall's voice like pitches, he sounds deranged. So I open the floor to th for the thoughts. <laughs> I saw this when it came out on VHS and I didn't know what the hell this was at first. So, you know, I was like, what the fuck is this? Remember, like, like the cover has like, just like the zombie hand, like ringing the bell. Then, you know, with the tag, ding dong, you're dead. <laughs> and we put this on and I'm like, wait, isn't that the dude from Cheers? <laughs> like, what the fuck's he doing in a horror movie? And then we come to realize like, it really wasn't a horror movie. This is more of a comedy more than anything else. To the point that when House Two came, I think House Two is my favorite of the two of them. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, House Two is it knew what it was already in the young franchise that it became, and and I think you know, I, I, and I love the first House Two, but I think House Two was the better of the two. Yeah, but this this one because I revisited it the other night because um, I have the um, the Arrow video special edition, um, which they did a great job on that that presentation for that disc, but. It really seemed like William Cat was having so much fun doing this movie. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it just kind of like he just knew what it was, and he was just was like, "Yeah, I, I got the assignment," and kind of took it from there. Because I mean, for for good parts of the movie, he's by himself. Yeah, and he and he does he carry yeah, and he carries the movie well by by himself. And one other thing too, I love the fact that this is a Sean S. Cunningham production, right? <laughs> yes, with with Steve Miner, so that's not even where the um, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, you know, little Easter eggs stop. I mean, <laughs> Harry Manfredini did the score for this yeah. one, and we had the original share from the first movie in this film. Yep. We also had the um, convenience store, a little general store shop owner as William Katz's agent from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Yeah. Oh, wow. And of course, the greatest character that's not Jason Voorhees and a. In a Friday the Thirteenth movie, Creighton fucking Duke. Creighton Duke. Stephen <laughs> Williams in this movie as well as one of the cops was fantastic. So, no, I I do enjoy this movie. I think it's really funny. And I anytime it's on, when it would come on the the WPIX and Channel Eleven in New York and New Jersey for um, Shocktober, I I'd always watch it. But I I never ever hated this movie. I, I've always been fond of it. It always has a special place in my heart for it, just because of how campy and cheesy it is. All right. Uh, ding and dong. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like Dan was saying, the, uh, the prosthetic effects in this are so good, but I think the uh, the Big Ben costume sums up 
uh, I think the whole attitude towards this movie, you, you can obviously see the actor's <laughs> jaw, lower jaw and mouth. And Tom, yeah. The actual mask. <laughs> and I think, I, and I, at first it, I found it off-putting, and, but then you realize, you know, they probably saw that on set. They're like, yeah, just go with it. It's fine. No, you know, right. we're, not, we're not making The Exorcist here. And they just went with it. And I think that just sums up the whole attitude about this movie. They know they were making a, a goofball, you know, uh, a movie that doesn't, t- it's, it's much more of a comedy than a horror movie, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just love that. And after a while, you're willing to forgive it, its flaws because it's so charming and it's, it's trying so hard to be entertaining. Like Dan said, when uh, William Cat comes out on the, was trying to film the, uh, the ghost in the closet. He comes down and does the knee slide in the front porch. All that stuff is just really, really funny. It's just a charming. It's a char- It wins you over in this movie. It, it wins you over despite its flaws. Yeah, this is uh, this. You need to be sloshed to see this. I'll take it. <laughs> um, it doesn't hurt. But um, hey, Norm was in it, so you must be. Well, yeah, and it was interesting because I always liked House Two better. We had. Um, the VHS double of this and House 2 and my sister and I gravitated toward House 2 more because we were more attached to the Gramps character. But what's interesting since we keep bringing up Norm is in House 2, it's Cliff. You have John Rapsenberger (laughs) in it. And um, with this movie, with all the Friday the 13th ties, Kane Hodder did the stunts. Was a stunt coordinator. Yes, he did. Um, So, I mean... You've got you've got some good parts, and you've got house, um, and so my recommendation is slosh yourself and then kind of watch this because it's kind of all over the place. It's kind of like they started making one movie and they started, and then they were like, "No, let's do this and let's do that." And there's a couple of loopholes, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, you know, it's like the big Cujo raccoon. You're just not prepared for what you're going to see as much as you try. Okay, Erica. Okay, so, um, oh, I got my boy Clovis here. All right, sorry, that was off topic, but I got to wrangle a cat. Um, so, yeah, I remember the, the video cover from my childhood. Like, that cover creeped me out. Like, it kind of scared me. I'm like, what is this movie? I rented it on VHS as a teenager and just laughed my ass off. Like, um, it was not what I expected at all. I just thought it had these ridiculous, funny one-liners. I'm, I'm not going to say I wasn't at all put off by it. Like, some of those monster puppet things, whatever you want to, like, especially the, the, um, the, the, the fat creature in purple that's, like, with that bizarre yes. voice. Yeah, it's like, what? That what talks that? like this! Yeah, it's like, what the hell is this movie? But I mean, I, I still really uh, enjoyed it for the humor, even though I was, it was not what I imagined it would be from the cover art at all. <laughs> and then I ended up renting it repeatedly and pissing my mom off. Um, <laughs> oh. We only had one TV in the house and it would be on when she wanted to watch something else or wanted to do Bible study or whatever. So um, she... I, I was just like cracking up and she didn't uh, appreciate most of the humor in it at all. <laughs> so Shaun of the Dead, I think I should probably brown this one out. So you go. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, you know, like everybody else, like this was one of those constant rents for me. Um, my dad was a huge Cheers fan and a huge Night Court fan. And I remember growing up watching both and I, 
I I want to say that I saw the second one before I saw this one. Um, and the second one has always been near and dear to my heart. And funnily enough, I had told Candy uh, after we had watched this again, because I hadn't seen this in years. Um, and I kept telling her, I was like, I love this movie. I love this movie. And we get, we started watching it. And I was like, holy fuck. It was the second one I was thinking of, not the first one. And then now that's not to that's not to say there's a first one. <laughs> that's not to say that I don't enjoy this movie. But that being said, like I said, it had been years since I'd seen it. And I don't quite think I enjoyed it as much the older me as I did the younger me. Um but going back and rewatching it, it was there is a lot more comedy than there is horror. Um, there's like, I mean, as far as horror goes, like other than creature effects, like it's pretty much non-existent. Um, but I, that being said, I think the creature effects are really good. They're very endearing. They're cheesy. Uh, they're kind of off the wall and there's a lot going on in this movie, Hmm. you know, a a lot that could have been cut. Um, I'm sure Candy's gonna gonna touch on that because we had talked about it earlier. <laughs> so I'm not trying to steal her thunder, but but you know, I mean, there's there's a lot going on in this. And interestingly enough, this the this film was inspired by Twilight Zone the movie, yeah. which <laughs> which we just recently yeah, I was covered. Say that. <laughs> and the fact that this was meant to be part of an anthology, so a much shorter film, and you know, there's all kinds of hands involved in the writing, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, a particularly big name that that has come up, you know, in the past, one of Candy's favorite movies. So uh, maybe I'll let her touch on that. But, you know, this is it's a fun one. Um, I, I can definitely see why people liked it. Um, I know a lot of people like it. And uh, it just just like, you know, another Fred Decker film monster squad (laughs) loved it when I was a kid. And then, you know, it's allure kind of diminished the older I got. And you know, the irony, cause I don't mean to cut you off candy. I'm sorry, but on the arrow video, like they actually have like a, like a, like a full hour documentary about this. And he said in his original script, it was like deadly serious. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. And the other writer had to come in and like lighten it up. And he was like, you know, the irony, because he's like, I did Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad, that this movie was so deadly serious versus what you actually saw on film. Yeah. And that's like what you guys said about the the cover of the VHS. You look at that cover and you think we've got a serious horror film here because that that cover, it, it looks creepy. But to be fair, that's all Sean Cunningham because, you know, he's like the the master of like, you know, like like the illusion of like, here's here's what you're going to see. But really, it's it's this over here. I mean, you right. know, we all we all know the story how we got Friday the 13th made. Right. Right. So, it's you know, the, the same thing. OK, um, I'm <laughs> here, basically here we go. My entire load right now, because oh, been there. do it, do it. <laughs> After three years of doing this, I have you guys who wanted to do this, which you notice I avoided for years. Um, you managed to stump me. Um, <laughs> this is the first time this has ever happened to me. Uh, I don't like this movie. I don't hate this movie. Oh. 
I feel nothing for this movie. This movie, I've I've seen it maybe six times in my life, and I can never fucking remember anything about it. It's not funny enough. It's not scary enough. It's not particularly. It, it's nothing. It's there's nothing going on. The longest note I have in here that's not me talking about other movies, which I keep <laughs> doing. By the way, I, I mean you should have seen me pacing about an hour ago. I'm like, all I can think of is other things I would rather be doing. I remember <laughs> nothing. Every time I watch this movie, it just leaves my brain. I remember vaguely that this thing happens and this thing happens, and then the next thing I'm thinking about Night of Creeps. I'm thinking about Evil Dead. I'm thinking about Evil Dead too. Like, wow, it's been a whole month. I need to be watching those. What am I doing? And then I realize I'm I'm still not. I can't pay attention to this movie. I never remember anything. So I'm, huh. I'm, I'm like very uh. That's why you know. How about there? I I feel nothing for this movie. I don't hate it. We just don't have chemistry, you know. If you go, like when you go out on that date with somebody, yeah. and like, you know, we could be friends, maybe. I guess you know. I don't like date you. So I'm not gonna date you. Sorry, <laughs> you know, but I realized that like if I have something to bitch about or hate, I have a lot more to say. I don't have that. Um, if I like <laughs> a movie, I have plenty to say. I don't have that. That's the worst thing I was running out of shit to, to so I started like every time I start talking about this movie, I end up talking about a different movie because I'm so poor just even thinking about this movie. I'm like <laughs> and it's and it's not like there's like a story, enough of a story. There's like three different attempts at a story, three different attempts at a plot line, and I can never fucking remember any of them. I'm like, oh, yeah, the sun thing. Oh, yeah, Vietnam. Oh, yeah, the whole, like, what, divorce? Are they, no, they're divorced. Because I can't recall anything, even in the middle of the movie. The most interesting note I have, it's about William Katz's unapologetic sweater that's, like, basically <laughs> down to his navel. It's cable yes. And he doesn't have a shirt on underneath. And see, the 80s were a decade of collars. You can't even just be like, it's ugly because it's the 80s. That was a bold choice. Pop, like, pop collars were in. So, like, what's your problem with that? Like, why, why are you doing this to me, William Cat? And I hate that he doesn't have his bra in this. Like, that's a problem. That's a note. Um, And I started listing Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Night of the Creeps. How in the fuck is Fred Decker going to put out a movie I can't forget about, a movie I, that is in my top 10, Night of the Creeps? The same fucking year as this movie. And this movie just has nothing happening in it. <laughs> like I said, it should be funnier or scarier. It should lean more into one of those so that it leaves some sort of impression. That's probably under contract to the studio. Yeah, but I mean, it just, you could lean into the comedy more. You could be scarier. And it, it just, it never accomplishes anything. It's a lot of false starts. And then next thing you know, it's over. And then I can't remember anything about it. Until I start to watch it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember a little bit. Oh, yeah, that thing happens. Oh, is it over? Because I'm thinking about Night of the Creeps. <laughs> Hell, I was trying to write notes, and I started thinking about this movie that's not even horror that I saw for the first time a couple of days ago, and I watched it again today called Whiplash. If you haven't seen it, it's really fucking good. With, um, with uh, J.K. Simmons? Fuck yeah, yeah that's great. My yeah, son showed it to me. And see, that's what I'm doing jerk. already, is I'm already talking about another movie. <laughs> That's not even a horror movie. You're on a date and the other person calls you by their ex's name. It's kind of like that. Right. As as much of a scumbag as he was on the show, Schillinger was probably his greatest fucking role on Oz that he ever played. Oh, Uh, yeah. I love that show. But it also has like the, the typical shitty HBO ending too that yeah. every HBO show has. So much male right. rape. I just <laughs> now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it I mean, up to a point, but after a certain point, male rape just gets old for me. Well, rape in general. Candy, so. let me, Candy, let me let me ask you this. Like, do you think this probably would have worked better if it was like an episode of like Tales from the Dark Side, maybe instead of a full yeah, length? Yeah, but even as an I think it, it would have benefited from being a short film. 
There's just they had they, they had not enough going on. And I think if it would have been shortened and they focused on maybe one plot line, yeah, I think it would have been great. It would have been like entertaining. It's too long to be entertaining, but I can't say it's boring. That's what I'm saying. I can't say really anything. It's not bad. It's not good. It's yeah. not entertaining. I mean, it's I, not boring. It's, it's I, not. I get. I totally get what she's saying. When I, you know, when when we talked about this and talked about there's too much going on. So you could have given me a story about a guy who got back from Vietnam is suffering from P- PTSD. Great and, horror movie right there. And and is in a haunted house, right? Just mm-hmm. those two things. That's or too you many things. Or you could have. Or you could have given me a guy who's going through a divorce because their kid got abducted and he's in a haunted house. Right. But, but, but you give me all of these things at one time, then it's like, which, 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 you know, trail of breadcrumbs am I following? Am I, am I concerned? All of them. Am I concerned about his divorce? Am I concerned about the missing kid? What about the, you know, the haunted house, the monsters, the PTSD, like there's all these different things going on. And it's like, you know but, which which you know, one I if i don't have somehow, one, if i don't have one thing to care about i don't care about any of them you know what you. i'm saying like but, but, it, but I it think somehow we, works I, I don't agree but um i'm just gonna finish <laughs> up real quick because uh, this is really all i have to say except for when i chime in with other people's thoughts i think that um probably the best bet would have been the son got abducted because we're talking about the house and the house has him that's enough and maybe lean a little bit more into the comedy or a little bit more into the horror. Those are my notes. You're welcome. I think that's why House <laughs> 2 worked better. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. More into the comedy. Yeah. I haven't seen that forever. So you guys stumped me. And stumped when I man. share the listener responses, which we got a fuck ton of them, um, yeah. you're going to realize that I feel like a fucking freak for saying this, but I just, I've never felt that I'm not angry at it. I don't care about it. I just feel nothing. I'm in yeah, the she said it was like purgatory. It's purgatory. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I mean, and, I, and, I, and I'll say what I was going to say too quick. Like, I mean, just a couple of quick things about this. I mean, honestly, except for, you know, the, the couple of times that the word fuck is in the movie, this really could have been PG-13 like House mm-hmm. 2 was. To be I was surprised when I saw that it was R. Like, what was R rated Well, it's because this? they say motherfucker a couple times or fuck a couple. That's really it. Because, you know, in the PG-13, you can only get one fuck. I mean, if, if you guys ever saw. <laughs> and get, only uh, non-sexual fuck. Right, but if you, well, if you guys ever saw Be Cool, um, right, right in the beginning, like that whole meta scene with James Woods and uh, Travolta talking about the whole PG-13 rating, and he's like, you know, you can only say the F word one time, and he's like, you know what I say to that? Fuck that. And then that's, that's like the joke. But um, I, I think, honestly, this really could have just been PG-13, and it probably would have made more money if it was PG-13 at the time when it came out. But I feel like with the fact that it was Sean Cunningham, it was Steve Miner, you know, fresh off the Friday the 13th success, it had to be an R-rated movie. They probably were, like, contracted to deliver an R-rated movie at that point. Um, number one. Number two, I, I kind of back up candy on this. I think this really would have worked better as maybe a Tales from the Dark Side or Tales from the Crypt episode or that show Monsters, maybe even an Outer Limits or maybe even, like, the newer Twilight Zone revival at that time. Right. It, was out. it probably could have worked best then. I I like it for what it is, but I, but I also understand people's you know issues with the movie but that being said house two was still a superior two of the two 
of those. But I also like the third house. Everybody keeps thinking there's a third house movie with the horror yeah. show with the late great Brian James. No, that movie is fucking funny as shit. As me, Cleaver mm-hmm. Max. Oh, I mean, man. it really isn't a house movie, but they kind of just threw the house title on there somehow. None of them are. Was that the one that wasn't even called House in the States? It was. Yeah. It was the horror show. First horror show. Yeah. yeah. Like that, I mean that that was like a big one for us growing up too. Was for whatever, and it's a, it's a shitty movie, but it's I mean it's fucking Lance Henriksen and Brian James. I mean you, they understood yeah. the assignment. You, you know, um, I admittedly, and I know Candy, I think you said you're offended. I have never seen the fourth movie. Hmm. I saw the Monster Vision. Joe Bob showed it. It was the one I was referring to last week. Um, Is it just called? Yeah, House it's the one with the, like the singing pizza, and it has the crispy yeah. William Cat. I remember specifically being yeah, eighteen years right. old watching yeah. on early Monster Vision, um, right after I graduated from high school. And um, I remember sitting in my living room. I remember the drive-in totals. I remember what Joe Bob was wearing that night. I remember everything, <laughs> Wait, which is more than I can say about this movie. I don't. Can I can I ask okay. a question? Um, what what was the was was there any butox or <laughs> any, um, any any aardvarking in this movie? Not that I recall. I do remember the crispy William Cat because, you know, William Cat basically was like, look, I'll be in it, but you got to kill me real quick. And I remember him (laughs) drawing, he was like, everybody in the studio was laughing. Does he come back as the same character or does he? Yeah. 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 He comes back as Roger? Yeah. Yeah, But he's got a new family. And then he dies real quick. (laughs) And there's a singing pizza and there's a great dishwasher disposal scene. So did he basically pull a Goodfellas and was like, "Okay, fuck you, pay me." Yeah, okay. yeah. pay me. <laughs> but to be fair, William Cat wasn't getting a lot of work. This was early nineties. Yeah. I think it was ninety two. Now, so, how can I remember all of this shit about the fourth movie, which is god awful, and I can't remember <laughs> dick about the fourth movie? Like this would you would you compare that to like the Jamie Lee Curtis like just. Phoning it in and Halloween Resurrection, or I guess even Halloween Ends, really. If you yeah, I was just Halloween Ends would work. Both, I guess. Ironically, ironically, both both supposed ending of the of her of her storyline. She was only in it for like what, like like you you like blink and she was gone in both movies. So is that similar to that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, it, that's it, they kill him real quick just to set up the story, and they paid him. I know all their budget went to William Cat just to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but like how can i know all of this about a movie i don't like <laughs> that's what i'm saying if you are going to make an impression on me make me hate you or or give me something to like don't just give me this i can't <gasps> do anything with this and even with the repeated viewing of the night nothing nothing okay nothing i tried so hard he's but you can't you can't i always I tell try. people this you, you can't help how you feel Right. And I, I mean, like, I wish I could just hate it. I'd have more to say. Like, uh, this is it. This is my whole. Yeah. I mean, I was I was honestly shocked because she she keeps this notebook, and every time we do an episode, it's usually two pages, maybe three pages, and she showed me her notes, and it's literally <laughs> like two lines. <laughs> William Cat's sweater. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what her notes and 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 things. mostly it's movies that I would rather be other watching. movies. Yeah. <laughs> And it makes me think of that. I'm like, wow, I could watch Night of the Creeps for the 800th time. Or I could watch this and not remember it. So there, there's my hot take of the night. I just, it, there's nothing going on. I don't care. It's whatever. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't like it. It's fine. Let's hear from Ding Dong. The, 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 the thing I found really interesting about this film, and I'm being the older statesman of the group, there was a time uh, back when you did not 
make light of Vietnam sequences in movies. Remember the the Deer Hunter and Apocalypse Now? Mm-hmm. You know, I was born in '65, so when I was you know learning to you know coming up and starting to appreciate films, Vietnam was was a taboo. It was you, it, the movie had to be depressing. It had to be dark. This was the first movie that I recall. It may not be the first ever. You know, a film historian could probably tell you more, but this is the first movie I recall that had some Vietnam flashbacks in it, but was actually a funny movie. Because there was a time when you didn't do that at all. I mean, to go watch The Deer Hunter, and, it, you know, if you're not suicidal by the end of that fucking movie, you know, <laughs> you're a stronger person than I am. But uh, that, that's what I found interesting about the film. Dad, I think they used somebody's backyard and grandma's glycerin yeah, spray the, and the, yeah, boom, the, Vietnam. The, the Vietnam scenes, yeah, they look like... I don't yeah. know, they look like the, the, it's so obviously not Vietnam. In fact, I think you hear a kookaburra you do. chirping <laughs> at one point, or like not in Vietnam at all. Like, no, they're they're, native it's to a Australia different continent altogether. It's just, but I, I find I find that interesting. That is sort of the beginning of the nation's healing process with Vietnam. I think Platoon, uh, which was not a funny movie at all, but it's sort of come out the same year I think as this. And Platoon was sort of the. I remember going to see Platoon in the theater with my mother. And it, feel, it felt like that was sort of the beginning of the healing process of Vietnam. It let us all, you know, kind of, it was cathartic. And, and then you get this, which is actually starting to be funny with some Vietnam. That, 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 that was, that's why I found that really interesting, being someone who remembers back when Vietnam was still just, in, you know, the whole country still had PTSD from it. Yeah, well, and real quick, Crystal, sorry, uh, if I could ch- just chime in. My, my dad was a Vietnam vet, and, th- you know, he would never talk about what happened over there, what he experienced, never liked to bring it up. The only time he ever gave me any information was, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade and I was doing a book report on Vietnam, he, not, he not the war. The watch, I'm sorry. He didn't come back to give you the watch, did he? No, no, he didn't <laughs> wear that up his ass for two years. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, he, he'd never really liked to talk about it. And, he never really watched any movies that involved Vietnam. Now we would watch world war two movies. He was a huge John Wayne fan. So we were watching, you know, all of these, you know, guns of the Navarone and, you know, all these, these old films, but he would never really watch anything that involved Vietnam war, but we watched this over and over and over. And I think maybe it was the comedy aspect of it that kind of helped him deal with it. Like, the sugar that helps the medicine go down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, you know, it was, it was humorous to him now, you know, who knows what was going on in his head at the time, but you know, it was, he never, I don't ever remember him having a problem watching this movie just because of those, those scenes from Vietnam. Did you ever watch platoon with him? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. The, I, I'm trying to think there was a movie that, that we watched. It was a full metal jacket. No, no. Um, we were soldiers. I think maybe the one with Michael J. Fox and Sean Penn. No, 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 no. No, no. I think this one's the one with Mel Gibson. We were soldiers. Yeah, that is, we were soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, that, one, that one. And that one. Yeah, attack. Yeah, one time. One time. Yeah, that's a tough it. one too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Those so, so many Vietnam movies are so deadly serious, as well they should be. I mean, you know, war. Killing and dying is a serious subject, but this it's refreshing to have one that comes along. That's although the Vietnam sequences in this movie are not comedic. I don't know that there's any comedy in those sequences specifically. Yeah, a couple of yes, a little like, bit, yeah. Except except for Richard Mole's like facial expressions, like oh, yeah, I know where Charlie is. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, yeah, the, I think the Vietnam sequence. Although, like 
Crystal said they're the, they're obviously filmed in, on a set on a stage. And not, yeah. Mm -hmm. that is grandma's backyard. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need yeah. some. We need some bird sounds. Some, I got a kookaburra. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at one point, isn't William Katz running, and it just sounds like a bunch of horses? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of scenes in this movie where he's running. It feels like he's wearing tap shoes. I'm like, wow, tap dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, this movie. If if I had to say, you know, this movie is a spice. This movie is flour. Um, because <laughs> okay. I mean, you think that it's going to go one direction and it goes a totally opposite one. Like, you know, William Katz's character is trying to figure out what's going in the house. And then like the delivery guy pulls up and all of a sudden it's like 50 video cameras and Toshiba <laughs> stuff. And, Betamax. and yeah. And Betamax. So yeah. it, it's just nuts. Um, you know, what always stuck out with me besides that v-neck sweater i was really <laughs> just like candy i was just kind of weird like weirded out and kind of blown away it's like are you chilly but not chilly enough just to put on an undershirt do we have man cleavage <laughs> right like what, <laughs> what we got going on and then norm just keeps coming over just walking in the house at midnight oh like, yeah i'm sorry honey <laughs> you're norm but somebody's gonna shoot your ass like calm down <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And leave the, the, leave the beer, beer, get the fuck out of my house. Right, yeah. Until he tricks him into coming for like Cujo, uh, the raccoon Cujo. Yeah. But but that main creature, the female creature that's kind of bulbous and blue and like purple <laughs> dress, at our Six Flags here in Georgia, there's a ride. It was called, as I was growing up, Monster Plantation. It's now Monster Mansion. But there is a kissing booth monster, and I swear to God, it looks exactly <laughs> like <laughs> that creature. And I was like, "That's the kissing booth monster." But I, I just <laughs> I digress. It it, it was so I weird. Some of those uh, like creature effects look like those the one from the Joe Dante story in the Twilight Zone movie. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, and I mean, I had read that this was inspired. They wanted to make an anthology. No. Um, based off of you know them seeing Twilight Zone movie, and that's exactly what this kind of reads as with so many storylines. Is you have somebody who has seen all of these various movies, and they're like, "I can make a movie," because you have like Jimmy going missing. He sees him in the pool. That reminded me of Poltergeist. And then um, you know you have the Vietnam stuff. It, you just have all of this stuff everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. And then it, I think the scene that that kind of set me off, you were talking about Norm, you know, and, and he keeps walking in the house and shit. And it's the scene with the real estate agent where he damn near shoots him in the head with the, the spear gun. gun. Yeah. And like literally no reaction, like, eh, no big deal. Right. Like, the are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, the realtor was more upset that he didn't want to sell the house. No, that was the real estate agent, by the way, was the uh, hotel manager from uh, so Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yes, it was. That is so um, thinking just the word scene there, um, I think it's worth mentioning that for such a lame movie, there are actually a few like visually impressive scenes in terms of like, the camera angles and some of the visual effects they pulled. And um, when, it, when he goes to the bathroom mirror and is climbing down the rope and they do that upward angle of him, that's actually a pretty impressive shot. Yeah, and every time I've seen this movie, don't ask me why, but during the climax, 
there's something about the moment where Ben knocks him down the stairs and then Ben's walking down the stairs like straight erect. He's not lumbering down, hunched over. And just the way the camera is pointed up at him as he's coming down with that grin in his face, there was something about that scene that always got me. Yeah. How come, Daniel? But it, <laughs> I don't mean it's I'm just scary, kidding. Right? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You, it, it said, you said don't ask you. So. Well, it, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a scary shot, but there was something about... It wasn't scary, but there was just something like, wow, that's actually really effective. He looks kind of menacing. You know what, too? I mean, that, a lot of that's, a, you know, I know the, the cinematographer, but that's also Steve Miner, like, just because he had so much experience with, you know, how to shoot Friday the 13th at that point that he probably True. knew, like, what, what angles would work versus what wouldn't for, for stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. A, that's the beauty of camera work, too, is that you can film the same scene three different ways and elicit three different emotions just from the, the way that the camera, you know, films it. And we, we kind of glossed over also the fact, like we've said, there's so many different plot lines going on here. Now, the, the villain being the ghost of a Vietnam platoon buddy. Okay, I could see that. But literally, his motive is, you didn't kill me. Like, like shouldn't he be saying thanks? I mean, yeah. Well, you know, unless he was tortured and stuff, so. And it really was Ben's own dumb fault that he got shot up anyway. He's going out, you know, standing straight up through the jungle. You know, he knows. And whistling and yelling. Yeah, it's like yeah. his own fault he got plugged. And... Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did look up because I knew Richard Mole was very tall, but I was trying to figure out how tall. And this is going to be another callback. But Richard Mole is six foot eight. So then Jesus. I had to look up how tall Tori Spelling is. And she's five six. So, you know, you can put those two together where you, where you know that from. But, yeah, I'm, and then I'm kind of mad because Tori Spelling's taller than me. <laughs> but, yeah, so six foot eight, Richard Mall, everywhere. That's why. Uh, Wait, we were, they, were they in something together, those two? Yes. I got to think. Mm-hmm. Don't make me well, guess. Well, because the only thing with her. Now was... down the stairs in that movie, too, as it goes. Oh, that's right. The uh, fucking scary movie too. The, the better, the better movie with Richard oh, Mall. That's actually, that's actually one of, so my, my roommate Rose, like her favorite scene in that fucking movie for whatever reason is when um Chris Elliott as Hanson is walking um Cindy Anna Ferris's character through the and then she's she sees all like the, the portraits of Richard Mall as like, you know, Master Kane or whatever, and she's like, yeah. Oh, who's that? That's Master Kane. That's grandfather Kane. And oh, who's that? That's Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> Big Kane. Daddy Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> I I still love the 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 tree coming after. Uh, what's that? Marlon uh, Marlon Wayans. Yeah, David I has like seen that movie. I the can't. turkey scene. I stuffed the shit out of it. And I <laughs> <laughs> he starts talking. He's like, to say about scary movie too. <laughs> <laughs> the heat, I know. <laughs> Oh, we should cover those one time. That'd be kind of fun. The first, the yeah, first David's two, not seen oh, yeah. the, the first two at least. Yeah, three's, three's not terrible, but it, that's where it definitely you could tell the Wayans brothers weren't with it anymore. That's right. when yeah. um, the guys from Airplane took over. Yeah, at that point because they went full on it, but still, the, the I think the second one's still the best of those those movies yes. by far. I mean, plus the fact it doesn't hurt you got Tim Curry in the movie either. Yeah, exactly. and David Cross and fucking literally everybody else in that fucking movie. So. Chris Elliott is a national treasure. Yeah, <laughs> one of really my, I fucking hated I hated <laughs> Cabin Boy and I hated that show Get a Life, but I think he's uh, funny but, as shit. 
I He's like so good in life, but I Creek. love him in Shit's Creek. Yeah, as so good. Shit. And I love yeah. him as a uh, woogie in fucking There's Something About Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he was the guy under the stairs in the old Letterman show. Mm-hmm. That's where he got his start. He was the guy under the stairs. I'm watching you, Dave. Is that why David Letterman was in Cabin Boy? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. Chris Elliott might have been might have started out as a page on that show, on the Letterman, the old Letterman Intern. show. An intern, and they started casting me, and that was his big thing was the guy under the stairs. You <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Well, I, I guess funny. I guess that says a lot about this film. If you're talking about literally other, yeah, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did I tell you at the beginning? I had a sandwich today that was really good too. I feel like <laughs> I, mean... I feel like I brought this point up, and I thought it was just going to be me. I'm like every time I start talking about it, I talk about something else. Like you, like, I don't hate it. I mean, like I said, like the second one of, of the two of them is my favorite. I like it, it, it is the better of the of those two. I mean, really, if they're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, actual you sequels. But... But still... One, but no. Does and, it, uh, doesn't it have like a little caterpillar, like worm puppy thing in the second? Yeah, one that, that mm-hmm. is, dude, I think the, the second one does have like better production value, but I just. I don't know. I think the first one's funnier, so I still like the first one. The first I, one makes me laugh at one point with the, the Billy Bass, shows up with the boy. Uh, and like, you look like somebody who knows when they like to play. Here's my son, Robert, who yeah. for whatever oh, reason has a mullet so he can grow up and oh, kill that, me one day. The haircut on that kid. Oh my I God. Know. That was actually, that was actually oh. Steve Miner's son too. Yes, I know. Was. Yeah. <laughs> That's the that, only that part scene. that gets a chuckle. Mm-hmm. But, but that scene a little later on when William Cat when he's uh, bathing him, it actually gets a little bit poignant there because he's starting to like enjoy having a kid around because he lost it. That gets a little poignant. I give all of it to William Cat, who I think is actually a decent actor despite his shit record of acting. I actually think he's pretty good. <laughs> you, I mean, do you think Robert's traumatized at all from having that hand on his back? Steve Miner's kid from the haircut. Right. The haircut. Yeah. <laughs> That is like my parents would go in a retirement hall as soon as I was of age. Like they're mentally and not well. Speaking of haircuts, this is the first one that he doesn't have his uh curly like fro locks. Right? Yeah, that's what I was talking about in my part. I was like, he back, doesn't yeah. even have his white boy fro that I love. Yeah, right. Yeah, him I feel and like Nora I got have cheated. the same hair. <laughs> they do. Well, <laughs> what, it was um Carrie. He had like like that fucking like that like that fucking and like, greatest holy American shit. hero. And greatest American yeah. hero. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm a serious person. Now I'm going to cut all my hair off. I'm like, you had the hair going for you, bro. <laughs> I think, I think his hair's a little like longer a... now at cons, isn't it? Like when he's at yeah, cons, it's, it's straight it's, too, yeah. which is, I'm like, what happened? I liked your hair. It had so much personality. Yeah. And his curls probably straightened as he got older. Yeah. But what this, what his hair looks like now is like somebody's grandma had their hair done three weeks ago and they slept on it and not brushed it <laughs> at all. You know, you know what's funny what too is like, because like. um, because I've, I've actually seen them both at cons. Um, Kevin Van Hendrick and fucking Thomas Wilson that plays Biff and Back to the Future. Those two have like fucking like immaculate, like just it's like goddamn majestic manes of hair. <laughs> yeah, in their old age, like it's gray and it's white. <laughs> But fuck, man, there's like so much bounce and fucking volume, and like Biff's hair is like fucking like feathered. Oh, yeah, oh, I was thinking about to behave. Mm-hmm. Too dreamy to get a job. <laughs> oh shit! The Defranco family. 
Now I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, now I'm talking about zombie nightmare. I see it just keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> talking about this movie. It's it, it, a good bad topic. Tickle Patrol. <laughs> we, we, we have touched this. We, we've touched on. We should probably flesh it out more. Those monster effects. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the, I gotta say, yeah. the one that came out, and 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 this is, I only learned this from the trivia. Uh, after we watched this, but the monster that comes out of the closet, the initial, the the one with the bunch of the faces all over it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, looks like yeah. It it looks really good, but it, it what I read in the trivia was that it was supposed to be a bunch of like napalmed, yeah, faces mm-hmm. and the bullets for the fingers and all that stuff. But oh, wow. the, the camera cuts the camera cuts so quickly that you don't really get to see that. So, it, I mean, cool it's idea. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Instead, it looks like a real-life version of Mr. Hanky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, How to be hell? honest, the only the only effect that really works is the Ben. Yeah, and even uh, then, yeah. that with double mouth. Yeah, the double mouth. But you know what? Yeah. I bet you Sean Cunningham saw that and was like, fuck it. People, yeah. people, are still, people are still going to see it. So, yeah. Sean Cunningham I mean, is looks, not the mark of quality, guys. No, no. He's, <laughs> he's, they're like, if he's you step really with us not. this far, this is not going to set you off. You're going right. to yeah. yeah, And I might be stepping on toes to say neither is Steve Miner. But it did. It <laughs> looked a little good. Bit. You, you kind of are a little bit only he's because of great. how much. He's not good. But, he's but not bad. He, but he's, listen, if, if, if we're being if we're being honest, <laughs> as, a, as a, with Sean Cunningham versus as somebody who deeply, deeply loves the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, and you guys have given me that love, I have it now. If if we're being honest, part two, part three, which obviously we know Steve Miner directed, and the final chapter are probably the three best Friday the Thirteenth movies, followed a little bit closely by Jason Lives. Yeah. Who and are I, you? And I'm, and I'm and I'm actually one. And I, you know, I'm. This is like my franchise. And I like just like Freddy's, and I Freddy was mine growing up too. And I I quote Robert Burson chapter just like he did in his book. To me, I, this is my opinion, of course. The first night ran Elm Street, part three and part four, and even part five. Those are the ones I think that are like the the shining three and four, especially. I mean, three really. I mean, three's like the Empire Strikes Back of like the the little hint for what's coming. Um, yeah, of of um, of the Nightmare franchise, but. But two, um, we're forgetting two. Two is important. Two, yeah, two's good, but like I don't know. I mean, it's as far as thing. like it is, it, it kind of it's almost like it's it's like that almost felt like a remake, like what the remake could have actually been and like worked on its own merits. Or it as we talked about when we did the episode, it definitely works better as a possession film, like in the Freddy right. universe, definitely right. different thing. Well, I mean, we even brought that up in Halloween Ends, where you know, yeah. like even you know, M- Michael Myers eventually had to be the one to also get a copycat or whatever. I mean, just it was so poorly done. But mm. um, but no, but but between both, I mean, granted, yes, I get it because you know Sean Cunningham created unintentionally created a franchise <laughs> with Friday the Third. Even with this movie, he unintentionally created a franchise with this. Didn't realize, but he only cared after the fact that once he started making money and people started talking about it, he's like, "Well, shit, let's make more. Let's make yeah. as many of these as possible." Well, I mean, he already had a success rate with Friday Thirteenth. Right. I mean, to the point now, I mean, as we all know, we haven't had a new movie, as we all know, because of that fucking lawsuit, which I think I saw last time. They pretty much got it all figured out now where Victor Miller owns, I think, the name Friday the 13th and all the characters from the original movie. But Sean owns the adult character of Jason. Yeah, I think think that's how which I mean, I mean, tit for tat. I mean, but I mean, they've already proven you can make a 
Friday the 13th without having the title in the movie and it's people are still going to see it. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. had Jason mm-hmm. Goes to Hell, which I Freddy loved. Jason versus Freddy Hell. versus Jason. You got Freddy versus, versus Jason. Jason. Even Jason X. <laughs> Jason X. I love Jason, Jason takes X. Manhattan just for the <laughs> giant novelty syringe. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan <laughs> will always be my favorite because it's just, <laughs> it knows what the fuck it is. <laughs> I think we lost Daniel there on that one. But no, but I'm saying, but that's like the difference is that Steve plus Steve Miner went on to film probably one of the the better Halloween sequels with H2O. I mean, for what it was. Okay, let me wait. Wait, you made the face. <laughs> I have to remind you. Listen, Candy. Two words. Halloween ends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. You got that's it. it. Yeah. You won. Uh, yeah. That'll that'll always win the argument, no matter. Even Rob Zombie's piece <laughs> of crap. So we figured this out. Are better. Oh, than yeah. Halloween ends. So it made Halloween are. Kills look like the fucking blockbuster movie of the year. And, and once again, for those that haven't heard it, and Sean, please back me up on this. Who who's been a stout defender of Halloween Kills since it came out? Right. Yeah. That's right. I, I was always, I was and look look who was right the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> when it yep, came to you that. Got it. When it came to that. But I mean that's that's the difference, I think, between Sean Cunningham and Steve Miner, where Steve Miner is an actual like filmmaker. Like he takes he like he understands like the mythology of what he's working with versus Sean Cunningham just saying, like, yeah, let's just do this and let's just do this and let's just do this and we'll 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 see what sticks. I feel like Sean was way too too involved in the making of that fucking movie of house i think that's why i like the plot because like, i mean even friday the 13th the original there's a lot of shit going on in that first movie there is, as, yeah. as, as as simplistic as it's supposed to be there is way too much going on and i love the first one because obviously if that didn't work you know tomorrow's date wouldn't well i mean right. we're, we're, we're recording whatever but you know it'll be friday the 13th on the next day for us here but it wouldn't mean shit. Like we wouldn't have Jason. We wouldn't have the franchise. You know what I mean? If just like if the eight that, special, right? If that first movie didn't work, and you know, and and credit to Sean for for making that work. But I don't think it's. I mean, people love the movie. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's a people's favorite of the franchise. I mean, the other day I showed you guys Regal. Um, you know, was showing the original Friday the Thirteenth in theaters on Friday the Thirteenth, but they used the 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 fucking picture the from Jason the paintball scene from Jason Lips. <laughs> yeah, that's not, yeah. That's and literally all of the comments that I saw all over social media said the same thing. Yeah, we love the first one, but why wouldn't you take this time to show part three in 3D to people like for real? Why wouldn't you show part two or Jason Lives or the final chapter? The final chapter is like always the one that people want to see the most in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of that out part of the franchise. Four. That is that's the final chapter. Well, fuck, I don't know. I'm new to this. <laughs> so, Candy, it goes Friday the 13th. It goes Friday the 13th, part two, Friday the 13th, part 3D, and then the final chapter. Then it starts getting into, like, the With rest it, of, a like, new the blood. Okay, yeah, listen, yeah, I, I'm just a ready person. Just, like, cut me right, guys. And my brain's not firing off cylinders because it's just bored. But I do have something <laughs> to say. I found a thing to say. Okay. Yeah, it does sort of apply. I want to talk shit about Henry Manfredini, um, <laughs> who is amazing. Except when he's not. Do you know? And this is for Rift Tracks fans out there. What else he scored? I yes. do. You can't say you know because okay. I talked about it to you because you didn't even watch the whole movie. I did. He did the score. This guy who's renowned does all these great scores. He did the score for a talking cat. If you have not seen a talking cat, I envy you. And the music in that, wow. It's generic as fuck, and you just keep feeling like a porn movie is about to break out in the middle of this movie, <laughs> and it's a family movie. 
And all of their budget had to go to Henry Manfredini, who was like, well, here's me farting into a fucking waste can. Here you go. <laughs> Just stupid, terrible score. And so I can't forgive him for that. It's, it's so bad. Leftovers from what we've done. There's a reason why I kept feeling like a porn was going to break out. And this is a super family friendly movie. It's a family film. Yeah. It's because they filmed it in a porn house. And I was like, why did we feel like this is going to break into porn somehow? Because they, it, it was filmed in a house where they filmed porn that. Yeah, and they have and, some and, wonderful names. And I think some, something uh, no about cloud. the something about the director, like that's like he was a porn director, and yes, and he made this family. He decided movie. to make a family film. But you feel like porn is about to happen, even when it's just the family sitting around. Like they're going to start <laughs> some incest porn or something. No. Yeah. And you got this generic score from Henry Manfredini. Mm. I just want to draw attention to that. That's who we're talking about. Maybe Henry his notes said, like Henry's notes said, "Hey, we're filming in a porn house, and the director does porn music." But the thing Maybe is, that's like not got. even porn music, but it somehow is. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. So whatever they paid him, which couldn't have been more than a couple hundred dollars, I hope it was worth it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring that up. I will bring that Cocaine up and bring threads. that up. In exchange for your soul. <laughs> Damn, while while recording, this just broke. Fucking Lisa Marie Presley just died. Oh my Did god. She? Didn't I know she uh, yes. had cardiac arrest. Yeah, yeah she I just saw died that earlier. Been, Jesus. She had cardiac arrest earlier. Yeah. Could have been 50. Yeah, yeah, I know she's younger than my mother. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Well, my- great. I get to hear about this at work because I got a guy at work that just told me the other day, oh, can you believe all these people who got the COVID vaccination are having fucking cardiac arrests? Like, great. Spare me from Indiana Hicks. Yeah. Just, no, just put the tinfoil around your head before you go in. <laughs> yeah. I, I have had lunatics telling me the reason I had a stroke is because I had a vaccine. Yeah. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. The the only one that's been medically proven to do anything cardiac wise is the J and J vaccination. And that was in the majority of females. And in the study that they used, the females that had the cardiac uh events did not disclose that they already were previously diagnosed with a cardiac type of diagnosis, blood clots previously heart attacks previously, strokes previously, whatever. So that yeah. study is really not valid for the general mm-hmm. public. Yeah. Well, they, they'll find any excuse and any reason these people, right. like once you get outside of Indianapolis, everybody's a hick. Even where we live, which is in the suburbs, people are fucking hicks and they're yeah. dumb here. They're so dumb. And how I feel about Nebraska outside of Lincoln and Omaha and to some extent Grand Island um like those are kind of the main university towns and then everything else is like just ladies and gentlemen you're midwest yeah all your representatives for the midwest right Springsteen's most depressing song ever is written about that state (laughs) (laughs) and and, and that's and that's a that's a high bar (laughs) you know i don't feel so bad that we're not talking about the movie because i thought i was going to be the only one just sitting here and twirling my thumbs well, I mean, I do want, I'm looking at Dave's notes and he has a rubber up. I do want to bring up one of his notes, which is comedic gold. And I can't do it justice in Dave's voice. <laughs> but he says that this wife imposter monster, so the one in the purple with the lips, looks like if Slimer and Tammy Faye Baker had a child. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. does. So... Yeah, that's the visual. 
Yeah. I like I the way you think. Climber vibes. <laughs> I, I was going to mention that as far you mentioned uh, Harry Manfredini, he also did the score for Wishmaster. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, he's all over so many yeah. movies that are just better, but like a talking cat, though. <laughs> was, Sean, was Sean Cunningham involved in Wishmaster at all, like in production or anything? I don't think so. Wes okay. Craven, like, was an executive. Well, I know he was, but was, was Sean one yeah. of them, too? I don't think Sean Cunningham no, was no, involved. Because no. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he somehow weaseled his way in there to that. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah there's something about him that's kind of slimy. And listen, yeah. I got to be honest. Like, I, I met him twice, and like, super nice guy. Tiny yeah. as shit, by the way. Like, yeah. like yeah. I, I actually have like, like he has to like kind of like it's weird. You can't like tower over him. He gets like weird about that. But I mean, so but, but he, I, carry, like, a, he carries a milk crate nice with guy. him that he stands on. <laughs> <laughs> Platform well, I know, like, wasn't when we were in uh, in Jersey for Monster Mania that Steve Miner was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Dude, know, he I mean, was and, awesome. Yeah, and there, and he's up there telling stories and and fucking about, Kane Hodder was and Kane Hot. Oh yeah, Kane Hodder was mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. He's like worst Jason over there. I was yeah. like, <laughs> oh, talking about uh, Warren's uh, Warren. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this story real quick too. So, um, fucking when we met Dick Warlock, um, at the past Monster Mania in August. Um, I have like a like a Michael Myers print that I got signed from a bunch of people that are in the different Halloween movies. And he saw Tony Moran's name on there. He's like, can you believe this guy? And I'm like, why? I was waiting for it because like hmm. they all they all said the same thing every time they say him. He's like, the guy's on screen for less than two seconds shows his fucking ugly mug. <laughs> and he's like, and he's made so much fucking money off of this franchise that he shits on. <laughs> And I was, and I looked over, and I'm like, "Wait, isn't Warrington Gillette over here too? Like, didn't he do the same thing? Because Kane Hodder said the exact same thing. Like when he saw like Warrington Gillette's autograph on my poster, he was like, this fucking guy and i'm like <laughs> i know he's like listen he's like it sucks you couldn't get steve dash to sign this thing because he really is the real jason in that movie not this fucking asshole yeah but to be fair warrington gillette was a very nice man too when i when i met him he wasn't rude he wasn't like he was very like you know respectful he was very like oh yeah thank you for coming to meet me like very just cool um but yeah like i think like what you were saying like warrington gillette and fucking Tony Moran are like the two that people like do not like. Yeah. Like like that are involved with the franchises of, of well, both. Kane Hodder is very he intimidates me, not because of his size, not because of what he does or his legacy. It's just the way he talks to people. Like you know that if you just looked at him wrong, he would fucking destroy you. And he'll tell you that. Like Oh, he yeah. loves me. Every time I go up there, like he loves like my my, my tattoo of uh Jason giving the people's eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> but, I can't hear um, him scream my name. <laughs> you know what? I feel like I'm always went, afraid to take pictures of him day. with him because Nico has convinced me he's going to try and choke me, and I'm like, I well, think no, if I told him he, no, he, like, if he, he doesn't. He, he stops. Good. Yeah. Because if he tried to choke me, I would have PTSD and I might kick no, his he, ass. He's actually stopped because he said like he doesn't do it anymore. Like when you know, Mister uh, when when Yvonne met her, like she asked him, she's like, "Can you please choke me?" And he was like, I really don't do that anymore. She's like, but please. <laughs> so he, he did it. But, that's um, why I didn't go to meet Gary him when we were excuse. there at Monster Mania last year because I was afraid of him. I was like hiding. And to kind of go back to Tony Moran for a second, I feel mm-hmm. like even fucking Rohan Campbell, who plays Corey in Halloween Ends, is like, yo, fuck that guy too. <laughs> I'm more of a Myers than he is. Might <laughs> um, add, um, I won't be in Blair's town this Friday. 
I have I to work. I have to work on Friday. So like, I, I I wanted to go. Yeah, Daniel, like I'm with you on that. I wanted to go. Yeah. I can't. They're, so. they're not doing much, but there's going to be some stuff centering around the diner. And uh, I saw some pictures. Yeah, the diner's all decked out for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. But there, there will be another Friday 13th in October. Ooh, I'm all over that. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Though. And, I, and I hate to like fucking promote Monster Mania because whatever. But I mean, they're going to have the, the final girls there from the first the first four final girls, you know, with, with Adrian King, uh, Amy Steele, who's my favorite final girl. Um <laughs> Dana the shit movie. She's her like she's the only thing I care about in that movie. Dana Dana Kimmel from Part Three and hmm. Kimberly Beck, who never does conventions. So yeah. this is like this is like a rare one, but um, that's actually kind of cool. And that, that's why I, I know tomorrow. I know all week they've been announcing people. Like I know like they announced um like people from like Sons of Anarchy because I've never watched that show to be honest with you. But yeah. whatever. I mean they announced the guy that plays Jax. Is that his name? Uh, Charlie. Uh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. yeah, he's he's gonna be I'm like like they like every social media thing exploded that he was gonna fucking be there. But tomorrow's Friday the thirteenth for us. So. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to announce a Friday the 13th guest tomorrow. So my money's probably on Kane Hodder again. Yeah. Um, that, that's actually why I brought it up. Because the last time I spoke to the uh, director of the museum at one of these events they had, um, I, I did ask her, have you tried to get Kane Hodder to come here to the home, of, the OG home of Jason? And she said, yes, we just haven't been able to figure it out yet. And I'm I'm guessing it's probably money. Oh, it one hundred. Well, it's probably that plus his schedule. Because I mean, you got to figure he does. He, he does he's, all the circuits. Well, he's also doing the mo- the motion cap right now for Leatherface for for yeah. John Media for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game that's coming that's supposed to come out this year. But I don't, you know, he's a busy guy. Said, Gun Media has left such a bad taste in my mouth with how they fucked up Friday the Thirteenth the game. Yeah. So, Evil Dead game is really good though. It's what I've heard. I heard it's yeah. like the, Great. the Friday yeah, the Thirteenth game on steroids yeah. when it actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can't believe we've made it this far and not mentioned that Bubba from In the Heat of the Night is in this movie. Like yeah. every grandma's wet dream is yeah. in Alan Autry is in this movie as a cop because he plays a cop really well. Yeah. And he ended and up being the mayor of Fresno. He did. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, we were looking up, and he was in Southern Comfort, which was another mm-hmm. great, another but another not funny Vietnam sort of throwback, you know, uh, era. I mean, it takes place obviously in the states, but it's it's uh, it's a Vietnam movie. Yeah, that takes place in the United States. Deer Hunter is always going to be one of the best. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of good movies. That movie, movie, that movie about is that's a tough ride. Though. My mom showed me that when I was seven years old. I'm like, what the fuck is that wrong movie with you? Is a tough yeah, I think ride. I watched it with my dad about that. So time. people are like, Christopher Walken's so funny. I'm like, I always think of the deer hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I always think yeah. of the deer hunter. He was not funny in that at no, all. That's not, uh, that movie's not a barrel of laughs. So I'm surprised we made it this far and can still talk about the I movie. Like, just looked up to just in case for Sean Cunningham. Yeah, he didn't do anything with wishmaster but he really did produce all four of the the house movies wow wow Every single one. He, him, all four of them. Yep. he meant his name was staying with that franchise <laughs> <laughs> well, this was one thing we did mention about this but getting back to the movie we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> is the uh, red herring they throw in sort of early on when the sun first disappears and you see the car Driving down the road, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Away. Nice little red herring that came to nothing. That was that was kind of interesting, you know. Yeah. Right, it yeah. Comes to nothing, I don't even remember that. Yeah. Right. 
I really don't. Nothing, I'm not joking. I don't remember. Even William Cat doesn't acknowledge yeah. pay a car just sped away and our son's missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I forgot too in the fucking in the, the the book scene when he's doing like the book signing that fucking Frau Farbisna from fucking Austin Powers. Yep. Yeah. Mindy Sterling is like one of the one of the people waiting in line to like get their get their fucking book signed. Well, I joke yeah. that they would that was filmed in Nightmare Vision. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. so gross. Close, yeah, it's oh, like a, like a fisheye lens. Listen, like they're let, all let, fucking. Let's be honest. That's literally every horror comedy we go to. People look just like them. Point of view, you're Stephen King. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, let's know Roger Cobb, Stephen King. Yeah, okay. We we figured it out. But <laughs> I mean, how many times have you been waiting online to, to meet somebody and you hear the fucking fanboys? Like exactly how they were talking to him. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like putting fine. me on edge. I was like, "Oh God, please!" Yeah, yeah. it was. Too. And then he doesn't he say something like, "Who are these freaks?" It's like they are yeah, the most of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I actually had the the misfortune of being online with. I'm no longer friends with them, but we met Robbie Morgan from the original Friday the Thirteenth. You know, she played the one who should have been the final girl, Annie. Yeah. In that in that film, and um. I was so excited to meet her because I heard she's like super nice. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fucking great. And then this asshole goes up with his fucking like Mr. Campbell voice that I haven't done in forever. Talking mm. about talking he's about, coming here, by the way. And um, uh, he's, coming, he's coming here too the, for the Bruce, for like the Campbell. Something. I was like, I will not put lotion in my purse. I will not put lotion in my what purse. What the hell is it called? <laughs> it's, it's called something. Hang on. I the Bruce Arama or something. Bruce Arama. Like yeah. Cause they, he's coming here idea. to this area. I guess he's, yeah, I guess it's going to be like a, like a film festival. Mm-hmm. And he's something. doing like a, a last band standing thing and then he's showing a movie. Yeah, Bruce Arama, but it's on a Wednesday he's fucking coming here. I'm just coming to Clues Hall, which is where we saw MST3K Live and I used to go see the ballet at. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a very good venue for anything like that except for Clues Hall, which but, is Butler. But this, fucking, but this fucking fanboy decided to have a full-on conversation with Robbie Morgan about the fact that his theory is that Jason's been dead the entire time. It's all a figment of fucking somebody's <sighs> imagination. <sighs> And I'm like, great. And then I got to meet her uh, right after. <laughs> and she's like, Wait, she's like, she's like, oh, is that your friend? And I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, no not relation, even, not even, not even a little bit. Nope. <laughs> this is also as bad as my fucking bitch face ex. That when we took her mom to the Chiller Theater Expo the one time, she got fucking hammered, shit face. She only went because like half of the Sopranos cast was there, like Janice and fucking Uncle June was there. So then oh, no. we say we say Noah Hathaway, and I had every intention of meeting Noah Hathaway because I love I love the never ending story. You know, it's Trey, you part of my childhood, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here this fucking drunk ass comes up and she goes to him, Who are you? And he's like, Hi. Oh, he's on. like, Hi, I'm Noah Noah Hathaway, man. And she's like, No, no, no. She's like, What's what's your character's name? Oh I'm like no. he's like, I was a Treyu in Never Ending Story. And then she looked at the table, so the eight by tens, and she looked at him and she's like, Holy Fuck you got old. Wow. Oh my god. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, I am so sorry. And like we fucking like yanked her little ass like out of the fucking Wow. Out of the, out of the, out of the hotel. Dude, thank you. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like I had never been so fucking embarrassed. Wow. Even, even, yeah, even, well, I, don't, I don't know what was worse, the Robbie Morgan thing or that. Probably that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least I'm not that kind of embarrassing. I just do dumb shit. Say dumb shit. Like watching this movie. 
<laughs> right. You know, I was starting to feel like. Well, hey, it was just going to be me. Speaking of dumb shit, do you want to do some shitty reviews? Yes. Yes. Crystal. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score for this, uh, 62% from the critics and 46% from the audience. And I've got some doozies here. Um, bear with me. <laughs> Dying to hear these. I, I, I'm shocked. I really am here. There I, were I, don't, some, I don't know what they are. I told Candy, there were some very long, serious reviews about this film. <laughs> and, and you know, I don't, I don't go. The long ones, if they're funny, I'll read them. But I, I don't go for the serious ones. But there were, there were a lot of people who kind of said similar things to us. Like there was just, it was convoluted. There was a lot going on. Um, so we're, we're just going to stick with the short, funny ones tonight. Brian E, uh, gave it one star fucking dreadful, not <laughs> scary or funny, boring with very punchable characters. <laughs> Give this man an Oscar. <laughs> uh, Matthew in half a star. What an awful piece of shit. That's it. That's the review. I like it. Um, Thomas DJ gave it half star. Uh, fondling with hemorrhoids is better than watching this. <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> uh, Drosselmeyer gave it one star. The film equivalent of copying Evil Dead's homework, but changing the answers around a little so no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> I said okay. that too. Yeah. Uh, Kessel Junkie, one star. House may be a bad movie. But at least the ending is terrible. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clint Prentice, one star. I fell asleep. But Norm. Norm. <laughs> uh, Sawyer Johnson, one star. Uh, should have cast Weird Al in the lead role. <laughs> I, I actually could see that. I could totally yeah. see that. Um, let's see here. Oh, this one's a good one. Uh, Callie, one star. A film so lacking in transition, it might as well be called Sis. <laughs> uh, let's see. Neon gave it one star. Boring haunted house movie that has great monster effects and works great as a sleep aid. It's true. Damn. Ouch. It's true. And that's all I got for you tonight. Wow. I can't find the lie. Fondling hemorrhoids. <laughs> I, don't know about that. I missed most of the shitty reviews because my Wi-Fi dropped. <laughs> I'm like, dang it! Oh, well, they no. basically all said it's boring, yeah. convoluted. You know, yeah. nothing new to this conversation. <laughs> was yeah. somebody was somebody really named Kessel Junkie? Kessel Junkie. I I wonder where they got that name from. I wonder. Hmm. I wonder if it's something that we're going to be talking about. Very, Could it be very the shortly. Castle Run? Could be yeah. the Castle Run. How many parsecs? <laughs> Which we're going to totally discuss that when we talk about this. How that's okay. you know not <laughs> people 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 think it's like something and it's really not. 
So right. I think, I think we need to set people straight with what a parsec is. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm here for it. Nerd. Okay. So I guess before I launch into my review, I'm going to share our listener like weigh-ins here. And yes. And why does Twitter do this to me? Okay, give me a sec. Um talk about God damn it, Twitter. Twitter. Damn you, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. real, for real. He lost like $173 billion and I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> Suck it, Elon. To be a tax for sucking. Okay. <laughs> so Neiman's Attic said top tier film, 10 out of 10. Hmm. Wow. There's a, a pattern here. And I, I started like questioning myself. Like, what am I, what's wrong with me? Is there something wrong with me? Okay. Ren, who, thank you, Ren, for always showing up on your opinions. Rented this film as a kid simply because of the hand ringing the doorbell. Love this movie and watched it far too often. Took years away from it, but revisited during 31 Days of Horror last year. Still holds up. Very solid splat stick film. Seven out of ten. Um, Stephen Hayner. House was a movie that my family and I rewatched numerous times growing up. I rewatch it once or twice a year. It's one of my favorite horror movies and one I recommend to fellow movie lovers. The creature designs are fantastic. Easily five out of five for me. Some people use the five out of five thing. Um, one person, thank you, Lance, for this. I randomly found the second one in a video store, and I wanted to like it, but it's so dull. So I've been actively avoiding the original. I like that. Um, <laughs> BHS Hatfield, love it. Ten out of ten. One of the best eighties. Um, one of the best eighties horror films. Great characters, great practical effects. All of the creatures, monsters are awesome. Can't say enough about it. Just a fun flick that never gets old. Perfect. How rare is it that we get people to give perfect scores on movies? Like we've fucking <laughs> done like absolute genre classics, and they're like, oh, I'll give it a four point five. <laughs> um, okay, uh, House nineteen eighty five had a great poster. I really like this movie. So mysterious, the different adventures they find throughout the house. It was great renting this on VHS as a kid. Um. John says, uh, I like the music by Henry Manfredini. It's quite reminiscent of the Friday the 13th movies if you listen closely. Did you know that Fred Decker's original script was a straight horror movie? He wanted it to do it the traditional haunted house movie and dark and terrifying. He also thought of doing it in all black and white. The humorous parts were added in later by Ethan Wiley. It's a fun horror comedy right up there with Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and Evil Dead 2. Last one. Um, W.J. Brown Horror. Love this film. Very Evil Dead in its humor recurring theme but actually quite disturbing when i think about certain parts of it i'm glad i didn't have to see this as a kid because it would have terrified me now on that note um i'm gonna launch right into this i i couldn't even get inspired enough to like figure out how i really felt about like a number so i just put a random one down uh, a couple things uh fred decker fred decker I feel like he was just all over the place, maybe contractually, maybe just trying to hit gold. I think he hit it this very same year in 1986 with Night of the Creeps. I don't fucking like, like actively don't like uh, Monster Squad. Um, this movie, I just don't care about. Like, I can't say this about any other horror movie. Like, I just can't stay on topic. I can't think about it. It just makes me think of other stuff. Like, I just get bored even thinking about it. But it's not even super, like, boring where I can clock it too much. It's just, it doesn't know what it is. It's not funny enough. It's not scary enough. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. I don't know. 
I, I, I've never felt this way. So thank you, everyone who wanted us to do house. But I, <laughs> I feel a little bolstered by the fact that none of us could talk about this movie. Usually we're trying to stay on task and we're just like, fuck it. This movie is not interesting enough. Like we said, we you- to be said. you know, that that's that. Um, my my most of my notes are fashion choices and i lived through the 80s it wasn't all <laughs> ugly people who didn't live through the 80s to think that it's not true mm-hmm. um i actually had great taste in the 80s thank you but uh yeah his sweater choices were were choices yeah that is true why does it need to be cut down to your navel like i don't get it usually it's a hairy chest or a big chesty guy um <laughs> i don't i don't know it's and it's cable knit i gotta find me one of those <laughs> you need to find a new house because I'm not seeing that. Like you can have you know, let let all this luxurious hair. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a horror movie. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I echo like the Evil Dead thing. Um, Evil Dead obviously uh, predated this, and Evil Dead, for not being a great movie, was a great movie. I love it. I think about it. I revisit it. I have a good time. Evil Dead 2, a year later, would have this like fucking dead to rights. This, this is Evil Dead 2 is so much better. And just <laughs> like I said, just the Fred Deckerness, like there's house, and then you got Night of the Creeps. Maybe it's the Tom Atkins thing. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. It's just a better movie. Comedy <laughs> works, the horror works in that. So and we've only done that live. I'd like to do it as a regular episode. Um, because that's been a year and a half since we've done it. And so I'd like to revisit as an actual episode, Night of the Creeps. The fact that all I want to talk about is Night of the Creeps, Evil Dead. Like, <laughs> this movie is boring. And I keep trying to come up with things. It, to me, it's not a sleep aid. It gives me amnesia. It's, it's like, <laughs> like a pre-op thing for me. Like, I'm just out. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Figure it out later. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have notes that don't it, really it, say anything. It's the, missionary, of- it's the missionary position of horror movies. It's the ED of <laughs> the erectile dysfunction of horror movies. Like what showed up but it couldn't perform. <laughs> yeah. It was that it's okay, we can just cuddle. Uh, <laughs> I gave it I, I'm just a five out of ten. I, I can't dock it because it's not horrible. We have plenty of horror movies. Um, this isn't horrible, but it's not good. So five out of ten, because I, I lack anything better. And that's William Katz unnecessary cleavage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i guess i'll go i'll give it uh i'm gonna give it don't look at me like that <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna give i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten uh richard mole i don't know i don't i don't i had some fucking severed hand on a kid's moose? back no, I'm kidding. yeah yeah she kept calling him moose <laughs> i'm like it's bull um <laughs> No, it, it, you, there were a lot. You had a lot of hands in this. You know, we talked yeah, about yeah. the the Steve Miners, the Sean Cunningham's, and all that stuff. Shane Black had a had a hand in this in the writing of it, mm-hmm. um, and it, it almost I I and this is just me personally. I feel like maybe it was too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Mm-hmm. That that you you just it, you had too many people involved that wanted to put send it in too many different directions. Um, not a horrible movie, not a bad movie. We've covered some bad fucking movies, and this isn't one. Oh, of them. Um, yeah. This is a movie that that I remember enjoying a lot as a kid. Um, I still have fun with it. Not quite as enjoyable as it was when I was a kid. Um, 
but it is overly convoluted as far as the story goes. Um, the creature effects in it, I thought, were very well done, especially for that that era. And George went. George went for me was the selling point of this. The his humor, something about his humor. To me, the funny one of my favorite scenes was when William Cat first gets to his mom's house and he first meets George Went and George Went's telling him about how much of a bitch the woman was that lived there and he's yeah. like, That's my aunt and he immediately is like, Oh, that woman had a heart of gold. Like it yeah, was just heart of gold. Yeah. The, his his delivery on that was just so great. But uh mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, I, I agree, you know, a couple other times you you said that if that dude just straight up walked into my house, I probably would have shot him. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh but no, you know, I mean it's it's a fun film and, and I, I definitely love House Two much more. Uh, maybe it's because I watched it first. I don't know, but I think it's a better, more well done film. So I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Um, bull moose. <laughs> <laughs> bull moose. <laughs> Who's that? Notice for my turn. Um, I'd go five out of five for this, really, because as has been said, it's not great. It's not terrible. It is an entertaining movie, and for all of its flaws, it has some redeeming values. But Candy's not incorrect that yeah, it, if you weren't fond of it to begin with, then yeah, there's it's pretty forgettable. I can see that. Uh, there's just enough nostalgia for me that I do enjoy it. But um, th- this is not exactly a horror fans movie, I guess, because mm-hmm. it is more comedy. It's more cutesy than you'd want it to be, and. I just feel it's worth mentioning. You guys keep talking about that cover art with the hand ringing the doorbell. That wasn't even in my local video store. Hmm. What we had was just what we had was the house itself, and one of the uh, monsters from it leaning out the front door, and it was very obviously like cut and paste, superimposed on a picture of the house, and that's my memory of it. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. I don't think I've seen that cover before. I haven't either. I, I do believe that's my memory. All right, who's up? Oh, actually, yeah, I just found yeah. it. Yeah. Ha ha, I am correct. Nice. Um, I'll go if, if no one else um, wants to at the moment. Um, I have to give this like eight out of ten like chonky zombie women uh i I, this film isn't perfect it's like cheesy as hell it's kind of dumb in a certain sense but i i always just get a kick out of it it makes me smile i find it funny um i was glad to watch it again because it had been several years so i don't know i think it, it has heart i think it does have a certain charm to it um i'm not bothered by the convoluted plot at all so yeah, it was it was a good time again. Okay, um, go ahead, whoever wants to go. I'll go. Uh, for me, if it, to, to Dave today would probably give it a six or a seven, but back when this thing was in heavy rotation on my rental schedule, back when I was like twenty one, I would have given it a nine or a ten. So I got to give it an eight. Eight neighbors with no boundaries. 
<laughs> yeah, you notice that's a theme. They just keep showing up, you know? Yeah. Uh, this, yeah it, it, it's, it's a charming film. It's, it's goofy. It's, it's, uh, calling it even a horror movie is, is a stretch. It, mm. it, um, it's got some stuff that I like. I, I do like the creature effects. It's got some good laugh out loud moments. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, I, just, I just remember what it was like to rent it. Uh, you know, back on a Friday night when me and my Air Force friends had no dates, obviously. So we would just rent movies uh, on VHS. You know, my friend had like a forehead VHS player. Oh, my God, for it. It was just a big deal. Uh, this one, then this one was in heavy rotation. Uh, and I just remember that. So it brings back some fond memories. Um, I'm going to give this six out of ten grandma's backyard Vietnam. Um, because, you know, he won't. You want the light version or the diet version of Vietnam? This movie's your jam, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. But this this movie never really stuck out for me. I always attach to the second one, uh, and to me, the second one's better. It just owned the comedy more uh, in the second one. This one, there's a lot of loose ends that we've talked about, um, and, and I'll I'll say it again: if this movie was spice. It would be flour. Um, whether that's all purpose or self rising, I, I think probably all purpose because there's no oh, that's one. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I appreciate that Kane Hodder worked on this film, and that's probably where my entire score is coming from. Um, so, uh, six out of 10, uh, Grandma's Backyard Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I'll give this um, seven and a half out of 10 norms because that's who he is he's norm. He's basically norm in this movie if we're being honest um yeah i it's it's entertaining the second one is the better of of the the, the two films with well, no, there's four of them but the second one is the better of the of the two when it comes to this i don't hate this it is still very entertaining if it ever does come on i won't turn off the, the channel i'll keep it on like it's never gonna, you know, not be on. I mean, I did buy the the Arrow video, you know, special edition Blu-ray for this with the second one. So um, this also does give like the rare like happy ending in a horror movie too, mm -hmm. which we didn't really talk about too much. Which I thought for for, for this it kind of worked. I mean, it it definitely worked for the story that they were trying to tell, where you know, this guy with his kid and with his with his wife and. You know, and I guess even Norm to a, to a degree. Um, yeah, I there's not too much I can really say about this one. It's just you know, it's another Steve Miner, you know, film that he made that is in his you know CV. And I mean, it's not as good as Friday the Thirteenth Part Two or Part Three or H Two O, but I mean, it, it <laughs> you know, it it honestly, I mean, this is one of those like. Yeah, like like flower, like it's it's like it's a nice like like little like like hors d'oeuvre for for what would come. Like if you were gonna like if you were if you were really gonna have like a full on like you know just a horror movie marathon, and this was you know one of the movies. Uh, that I would, yeah, I would I would probably put this first. Like this would be like the shrimp cocktail, an amaze bouche. Yeah, like like, yes. if, like I mean, I, w I wouldn't even go as far as saying like charcuterie style, but like I mean, this would be like like maybe like the cheese and crackers. Yeah, this is your veggie tray. Shrimp shrimp cocktails will give it a little bit too much credit there because that <laughs> that actually costs money. Where you know crackers and cheese is just you know. <laughs> but I, but I'll, yeah, this would be like like the crackers and cheese of like a harp. I'm like I don't hate it. It it definitely um 
kind of whets your appetite for you know for for a larger course of what you're about to eat if that were the case so yeah seven and a half out of ten norms i i don't and william cat is just awesome and everything that he's in except for house four which i haven't seen so i don't know i can't <laughs> for that well blink and you miss him yeah, yeah. He's, he's not in there for very long at all so wow this might be a new record by the way yeah it's only 9.30. Yeah, and we <laughs> mostly didn't talk about the movie. I thought that was going to be a problem. I was just going to be, it was like I said, you guys stumped me because I really didn't have much to say, but it turns out none of us did. Well, it's because the, the, the sequel is the superior of the two. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we'll do that one. The bar is pretty low. Uh, <laughs> you know. To, yeah, to be, and again, I have to stress this, uh, aside from like the the couple of motherfuckers and fucks in the movie, this really could have been PG thirteen. I thought it was. Honestly. Yeah, it could have. No, it's just because they say fuck a couple more times than they well, should. I, have, when but... he, when I kept calling him most because it's been a long time since the eighties, guys. Um, but bull, he says motherfucker. I'm like oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, honestly, word. too, like, like it. Um, there's. I mean, it's not even that gory if we're being honest. No, it's not. I wish it were gorier. I don't even think there's any gore. Period. I mean, the only like really like shocking scene is when what? When fucking the the grandmother hangs herself or the aunt rather in the house, and you mm. barely even see that because it's like it's like a quick it's like, like ghost image. Yeah. 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 There's there's nothing objectionable. Not even like you know his the the hot chick that's in the in the fucking pool. Not even fucking naked. There's there's no hogs. So. Yeah. You know, nothing. And she it's, had no booty. So. Right, right. Even like the wife, <laughs> who who probably should have maybe had a had a scene like that. Nothing, not even remotely. And I'm yep. sorry, ladies, you don't you don't even get a fucking William Cat butt shot in this movie either. We got <laughs> some like <laughs> man just, cleavage, just, but man it was cleavage, unsatisfying. But, or as or as Joe Bob would say, there was no butox. Yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was no there was no aardvarking. Even no aardvarking. He, I was going to say. Although he did totally want to aardvark that Swedish chick, if we're being honest. You, you could totally <laughs> That's why it was actually kind of funny when she's like, here's my son. Play with him. Yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. here's Steve Miner's kid. <laughs> well, who unfortunately has a mullet and will hate you forever. Yeah. yeah. Who gives their toddler a mullet? Steve. I don't care if it was the 80s or not. Some of it had taste and did not have mullets. Not yeah. Sean, because he had a mullet. But I did. I did not. Although I, I got to say, the funniest line in the whole movie is when he's trying to get the kid to quit crying. He says, you want to play with this? And he hands him the toy. He's got a nice, a nice plastic, plastic bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dark, kind of funny, you know? Well, the thing is, is, as a parent, if you don't actively hate your child for about a brief second here and there, you're not really doing it right. Yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, I love my kids to the ends of the fucking my earth. My parents would agree with you. To the end of the fucking earth. But if you don't have that split second where you're just like, get the fuck out. Oh, or you like, look at them and you're like, you little asshole. You little like, motherfuckers. Yeah. I love you so much. <laughs> this is how I talk to my cats. I'm just like, son of a bitch. I love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> those, those brief seconds. So, you know, every kid. I'd be in the grocery store like, I'm either going to put this plastic bag over my head or somebody else's. <laughs> but I, and I, I love be you. Honest. I gave birth to you. I brought you into the world, but I can take you out. All right. So I gotta be honest. I am so hyped for next week. You got it. You got to Now I think it's time. Yeah. Even though it was kind of spoiled in the Twilight Zone one, but now. Well, I, yeah, I totally spoiled it. I'm really bad with that. Um. <laughs> so, Nico has been wanting to cover uh, 
and and there are a lot of big Star Wars fans here and myself included um, the Star Wars movies. So we are going to start covering them three movies uh, per episode. They're going to be long ones. So you'll have a, a nice long chunk of your work day eaten up by it. Um, I know a lot of people will be really excited for this and we're really excited, but we're going to do them in the order they were released. So we're starting with episodes four, five and six. Um, and we're going to move from there, but we're going to have to break them into chunks because there's a lot to talk about with Star Wars and the extended universe, uh, a lot of which, you know, hasn't made it to the screen. Which or, it won't know because of how Disney, which we're, we're going to talk about a lot of that. We next, will get into that. Week, yeah. Yeah. Discussions. Yeah. Am and I we'll the only one here who was alive show? when the first one came out? When came I was born yes. in 79, so not yeah, yet. So, not so was I. I was, I was with you. Me. Yeah, we're, we're both uh, 43, so. Well, shit. <laughs> My seasoned love. I mean, there's I'm there's so much. I'm not old. <laughs> I mean, plus the fact that this is the 40th anniversary this year for Return of the Jedi, too. Yes, we we, we will talk about next week with that. Yep, and um, some of us, it was some no one of the earliest films we ever saw in the theater. And I and I feel like I mean, because it's been so long, honestly, like I even forget what was put back in by lucas for the special editions and i do i remember because i remember, I remember some remember some because in you high could, you school it was my senior year when they did that and yeah, then they so started my, my and then too. they put yeah. them back in yeah. theaters so yeah. we'll get into all that i can't wait to shit all over and it Jenna. will be an officially horror business <laughs> all of them will be we'll be spreading them out a little bit but um there's so many ties back to horror um in so many ways so very excited to with, with the that. entire with the entire saga really if we're being honest i mean yeah just a million ties if we, we could just spend a, one episode talking about all the ties to horror we're probably mm -hmm. not going to do that so uh we're just going to talk about the movies so enjoy that and um more horror gonna it's gonna come your way i guess uh please don't make me ever watch house again oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I, I i'm already like forgetting stuff that i watched 24 hours ago it's just so boring it's like saltless crackers why bad enough for me to hate it like the fact that it's mean that i'm just saying like i don't i don't even care about like i don't know anything anymore like you tortured me enough but it's not even torture it's not bad it's not good it's purgatory a purgatory of horror movies thank you and please don't come again um but I have my movies I inflict on everybody. So, you know, I, I feel like I showed up and I did my part. We'll do plugs. I'm, I'm going to be real simple tonight because it's, it's just one of those nights all I'm thinking about is other shit. Um, <laughs> Linktree slash Candy Final Girl, you'll find all House of Screams, Final Girl Cosmetics, uh, that stuff. It's going to be there. And um, follow us on Twitter at House underscore Screams if you don't feel like going to Linktree, even though it's right up there. Um, or on Instagram at Candy Final Girl. Yep, and you can find me there too. <laughs> uh, you can find me at myhorrificlife.com on Instagram at myhorrificlife. Please also check out finalgirlcosmetics.makeup. Yes, please. Do it. Um, Daniel, let's hear about what you've been doing. Where can we find you? Well, um, Unfortunately, my YouTube channel has been neglected for quite a while now because of my health issues. Still active on Facebook, on Twitter, on Mastodon now, on Instagram, and also mm. just got onto TikTok. Nice. Okay, do you, do you have a handle that you want to share? Like, what's your username? Is it still Nightmare Nerd? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. 
You, I, I think I still have a MySpace page if you guys want to check that out. So. <laughs> do, you, do you have a GeoCities? Yes. <laughs> Stop making fun of me. Uh, no, just, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Anywhere you find me, you can find Dave. Uh, yeah, Wait, that was backwards. I, that yeah. No, I like it because it's, it's still true, right? You know, it <laughs> works. At the end of the month, we will be at Days of the Dead Atlanta. If you happen to know what we look like, you can uh, calmly approach. <laughs> Watch Say yourself. Hi. Right. <laughs> and you could find me on Instagram and Twitter at El Jefe Del Horror. The boss. And Candy and I are working on something. We are. We, we are, are very hard at work. And um, I'll be at Monster Mania, I think, in March. And people know what the hell I look like. So like they'll all see me anyway. And you can approach me. Just be super calm. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm going to do the opposite. Come up to me and be raving mad. Well, I mean, I, I always get people <laughs> raving and like running up and like, oh, my God, Nico. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, let, let's 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 do this. <laughs> Not my well, have, the cool that's part flat. of the fun is that they come up to me like that and I'll just punch them in the face. Yes. <laughs> it's fun for everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying, <laughs> trying tonight. I've got a case of a silly. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's been so good to just be back recording and um so good to see Daniel. Thank yeah. you for yes. yeah, man. So you have to do this again. Definitely glad to have you back. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. And it's always a pleasure talking to you lovely people. And our cat, too. Love my Thursdays. Oh, absolutely. I wasn't even drinking tonight. What do you mean? Uh, We were. were. (laughs) Enjoyment. Before we sign off, I will let you know that during the course of this, I braided my hair and unbraided it three times. She did. She totally did. She totally did. did. I wanted to feel something. Okay. God, you could you you could you could have knit a whole sweater, <laughs> a scarf. Yeah. I don't God. knit that. I crochet. But still, God, you know. Damn it! I can't wait to talk about Star Wars next week. I know. I'm already feeling like ooh, Star Wars. Yeah. The force is strong with this one. Yeah. I'm a fucking Sith Lord. Uh, let, let me know when you get around to Star Trek. I like Star Trek. <laughs> Not as much, but okay. That's a cold conversation on its own. <laughs> the the ultimate battle of fandoms. Yeah. <laughs> I like maybe the, the one final with the round. Whales. I don't care who knows it. Huh? I like the one with the whales. I don't care who knows it. Oh, I, I fucking love Star Trek love. Yeah, Spock. Oh my god, that was like my fucking oh, that's, movie. That's, no, no, that's no the Star Trek for the voyage home. That's that's the one with the humpback whales. I love that. Mm. Yeah, three, three and four probably. And Wrath Wrath is a great look at one, me so. mixing them up. That does that tell you something? <laughs> and which one? Which one does McCoy get that great line? How can you be deaf with ears like that? Is that that's four or five? Which one is that? That's that search response. I think it's that's, three, right. yeah. that's a great. That's just a great line. The fact that I mix this up—that's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> and I like Star Trek, but like I'm just a Star Wars person. No yeah. secret. Anyway, thank you guys so much, and see you next Thanks, week. Matt. I know Erica will be taking the knee and not participating, but that's okay. Yeah. She'll be back next time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone okay. night guys I love you night, night. night guys love you. Love you. Love you.